0: Go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show.
1: Hi, everybody. It's uh, nine years, (laughs) nine years. Of doing shows today, and so we're going to have a really fun time today. And I, I, it's really shocking because I didn't even want to do the first show when I did it, and it's nine years ago. I was scared, so um, I just a few thank yous uh, along the way. Okay, who April Robin, who started Red River, I went on her show. And, um, I read something and I was really scared and I was already taking out words as I was reading my story because I thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't say this. That's nine years ago. And, uh, then I did another show on hers and then she said, you want to be a host? And I went like, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. She says, yes, you do. So nine years later, here I am. But April, um, she, she retired a few years ago, but, um, I still miss her, and I keep saying I want her on the show, and I keep emailing her, so someday she might come. But she started a lot of – there were 32 of us on Red River, and it was really huh. fun because, yeah, we had so many different shows. Delaney's still doing shows. Fran Lewis is doing shows. And we all started – you know, they're still doing Red River, and Fran Lewis has her own, and Virginia and I were doing shows. But Virginia hasn't done them for a few years. But also Piper – who is going to be on today She actually did shows with um, That's how I met her She did shows with April So we all have kind of like a connection And everybody on the show today has been on before And I like them all They're all my friends And um, so it's going to be a fun show And I want to thank also Virginia Grenier for eight years Of having a great time with her And I'm hoping she'll come back to make but it's now michigan avenue media but it's still the world of ink so i make it slash it's both i'm whatever (laughs) who knows and a special thank you to bethany cross who is not doing shows with me but i every time i keep saying i hope she does because she was always there to be on the phone but the good news is if anybody's in the chat room i actually the chat room is actually working today which it has not worked in over a year i don't know why um it's just one of those things. So I I usually don't do the chat if it's myself, but I'm on there. So if anybody has a question, they can go into the chat room, and hopefully, you know, I'll see it. I have two computers going here so I don't miss anything. And uh, I want to introduce um, the people that are on today, and then they will tell you a little bit about themselves. Then, as always, we'll just talk about anything. Oh, also, one more thank you to... Well, actually, Crystal was coming on, Gauthier. She was going to be on the show, and uh, she's been doing PR, and I met her a few months ago. Um, Karen Vaughn does PR, and I just wanted to say a special thank you to Owl and the Pussycat and Southern Owl, because they really promote really great. They do. Uh, I have a lot of banners. I'm sure you've seen a lot of me. I'm big on banners, and they're out there helping me promote. And uh, Kelly Abel who has done some of my banners, and um, Jennifer Malone Wright. And Kelly Abel, um, she did a lot of shows with us. So it's also, I'm, you know, she's still out there. So all these people I have to thank because they've really helped me promote myself. And did I forget? I don't think I forgot anything, but if I did, I'll bring it up during the show. Anyway, and thank you mostly to my listeners. I mean, it's been really great meeting everybody and it's been nine years of learning. So it's kind of fun to learn all the time. So today, I'm sure I have my pen and paper here. <laughs> I'm always learning. All right, so today we have from our show, you know what? I got keep getting this message on my computer. All right, here we go. We have Jack Remick, who is the only male on the show. And he's a really, he loves women. He writes well for women. And um, he puts us in a really great light out there then we have melissa who's been on so many times already from the past i mean and then there's isabel kate lorraine Mac, Carey, and becky robbins is ill and she was supposed to be on and jasmina is my newest friend here and she's from australia and i'm really happy to have met her and it's you know these are people that I think and some of them haven't met each other, but I think they're all going to enjoy being on with each other because they all, you know, have been such interesting guests. I think before we start anything, Isabel. Hi, Isabel. I know it's 1 o'clock in the morning there, so I want you to say a little bit about yourself in case you have to get off or you fall asleep because it's <laughs> <20. laughs> 1 okay. a.m. What time do you usually go to bed? What time do you go to bed usually?
2: Uh. I not know, this time,
1: or... or, or yeah, um, right. well, o'clock. okay, so, so, so if you, you fall, free, fall asleep, we, we, so I won't be, we won't be upset then. We won't be...
2: I won't feel bad. All right, so yeah, all right, no, go no, ahead tell me, okay, me a little bit okay. about yourself. All right. So, hi, everybody. Hello to Marcia's uh, listeners um, and my fellow authors in, in the show. I'm, I'm Isabel Kate and I'm a paranormal and contemporary romance author, um, living in Manchester in the UK. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's a short, brief uh, introduction of myself. And you do a lot. You do a lot
1: of things and you do a lot of genres. And the one thing I've learned from you is just to say, okay, fine, I do a lot of genres. So instead of, like, <laughs> apologizing yeah. for it, I say, yes, I do a lot of genres.
3: Okay, Lorraine? Hi, Marcia. Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi. It's it's a, a pleasure to be back on. I absolutely adore Marcia. Thank um, you. <laughs> basically, I do paranormal, but I'm also a mixed bag. Um, I do <laughs> multi-genres, focusing on paranormal, paranormal romance, and I have done erotica. And so right,
1: and you do. I mean, look. And then Becky, you and Becky are very good friends, and you write together. Yes, we are.
3: Yes. And, yes, um, we are. Unfortunately, yes. she's ill tonight, but I yeah, know. The, I know. yeah. The, the, the past two books that we did together, the in the Camp Cougar series, um, we had an absolute blast writing them. And maybe later tonight, I will read. One of the excerpts from one of the chapters. Again, we're talking about romance, so I'll try to yep. read something. Yes, today, Because really
1: you're a teacher, you're a, you're a teacher, and you also, you know, help people with their children's books. So uh, I you're, you're very diversified. I, I know. <laughs> okay. I am yes. very I diversified. Jas- Miss, Miss I know. Bad. Yes, the whole everybody here is okay. Jasmina, you you have a lot going on.
4: Hi, Marsha. How are you?
1: Hello,
4: <laughs> hello. Hello, Marsha. So, how tell how everybody you? a little about stuff. yourself. You do a lot. You do a lot of stuff. You're doing a lot of things. Hi, everyone. I'm Jasmine. I live in Sydney, in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also an author. Um, I ba- basically I write contemporary romance. Um, I'm also I also do um, nonfiction as well, and I own my own magazine and am the editor in chief. So, yes, like Marsha. I do have a lot going on in my life right now, but it's all it's all fun, and I wouldn't have it any other way.
3: And the
1: magazine is beautiful. And I met you through Jack, and you said you're going to start it up next year again,
4: right? We're just taking a short break over the Christmas yeah. period. Um, give right. all our contributors a break, and um, yeah, just. Uh, uh, spend time with our families as you do at this time of year but the minute we get back we will definitely be launching the magazine it's empowering your soul um and we will also be introducing a second magazine EYS teens which is for teenagers hopefully get them off all those um uh, uh all those gadgets, the PS4s, the Xboxes, and um, get them ready, see how we go. Yeah, I guess. I
1: think, you know, it's always good to do, you know, right, there's, I mean, there's so many different genres out there, and young people, you know, and, I mean, it's, everything's kind of like a mixed bag now, so it's really good that you're going to, you know, branch out to do different things, which you do in general.
5: And, okay, Melissa. Hello. Okay, you've done I a live lot of here, things. and I'm... i write small town romances currently i'm based out of michigan so i'm in the usa and um my books tend to run the gamut from western to small towns here in the midwest and i also do movie reviews for the local radio station and i'm substitute teacher yeah what about your own books your your publisher Yes, and
1: I also own Ink Spell Publishing as well. Right. That's a big thing there, right. So, <laughs> I, so yeah, I, everybody here does a lot of things. And then we have Jack. Hi, Jack.
6: Hello, Marcia. How are you? Well, Hello, you're surrounded with, you
1: with all women today. You're surrounded. Oh, I
6: love it. I <laughs> love every minute of it. And I grew up in a family with, with four sisters, so I was pretty much told what to do from the age, well, say from the get-go. So I'll listen to you, what you have to say, and then okay. do what you tell me. <laughs> Okay. Oh, Really? Okay. Right, tell everybody what you do, because you
1: do. Tell everybody what you do, because you have a long list here.
6: Well, I used to used to teach at the University of Washington, creative writing, screen screenwriting, novel, short story, that sort of stuff. Um, I have a bunch of books out there. Uh, in the vein where we are today, three of my books are have female protagonists and uh, women custard. Gabriella and the Widow and Citadel, and of the three, I took the most flack for a Lemon Custard because here's a guy writing about a woman who abandons her children and husband, goes out, tries to set up her own life, and then decides that she really wants to have her kids back after she meets this other guy. I took so much flack for that, um, and I still don't know why, but...
1: Well, right. this is part of life. I mean, there are, you know, there's a lot of women out there that do different things. I mean, so you just were, you know, when people are writing, it it's just yeah. your characters doing it, you know, and yeah. I, that's one of the problems well, is yeah. that sometimes people don't get that. They're characters, exactly. you know, exactly. <laughs> even though they are real to us. So does anybody? I know Jack. You always have something you want to know from people. Do you want to start off? Because I know you always have something well, you're interested in.
6: Just, just, just a quick, a quick thing, Marcia. How did you meet Joanne Buchanan? Because that's where I ran into you. Was on her show. At that time, oh. I was doing a a write on on the on the air kind of thing. Uh, how did you meet her?
3: Well, I met
1: I met Joanne because. Um, of World Castle Publishing. I I had one of my books published by World Castle, with, um, and they're still around and they have tons of authors. And so she was an author, and then there were a lot of us, and then we all became friends. And then I took the rights to my book back because um, I wanted – I didn't really, uh, you know – I just felt like I would be I should be on my own, and uh, at that time there wasn't there was hardly any PR that she was doing, and mostly a lot of some of well I should say a lot of well that's true a lot of them you have to, a lot of the smaller publishers that are still here even you have to do your own marketing, so that's when I left, and then I'm doing my own marketing, and um, then I went to Fidelity, which I um, I've been doing for ten years. You know, right. and I actually knew them at Fidelity, but Joanne, was she had her own show on another station, and then you were on there, and you were so interesting because, I mean, when Jack was on the show, Jack, he would always um, have ideas for people to start writing, and remember member used to say, write what you see, like pretend close your eyes, so everybody would be doing right. that. That's how I met you, Right. And right. then he was yeah. so. In- you you are a very interesting Jack. <laughs> oh, thank I mean, you.
6: <laughs> and very
1: serious minded. Um, not a, not exactly like me, but I'm not serious at all. But it was interesting because you would do all these different things because you do have that blog. You forgot to mention. Maybe you should mention the oh, blog right. you have. I yeah. Yes, go ahead.
6: Uh, well, I, I actually run three of them. First one is of some interest to people. Might be Bob and Jack's writing blog, where Bob Ray, the guy that I talked with and had written a book with at the university, um, we decided to put everything we knew about writing, which is really a dangerous to do, but everything we knew about writing onto Bob and Jack's writing blog, and it has stayed pretty much on top of uh, you know the list of, of blogs that people go to for ideas about writing what to do. Second one is my private blog, I guess you could call it, called bloodthenovel.com, um, and the third one is Jack which is kind of my author author but I wanna I wanna ask, you have some really high powered women on here. Yes, How yes, did you I, meet I, each of these people? My goodness. Oh I my god. It. Well,
1: is this an oh, interview about listen. me now? Wait a minute, Jack, you're turning the tables here <laughs> Okay. Well, Jasmine I met through you and um Lorraine I met through Mike Pettit, right? And Melissa? Yeah. I, I think I met you, I don't know if it's from Bennett. I could be Bennett Pomerantz. Yep. And, Isabel, mm-hmm. I think I met you through um, Elizabeth Black and Cassandra, Dane, and all of these people. And um, I think, isn't that, uh, Isabel, where we met? I think you know, it's been so long we, we for met, everybody that met, I know. Uh,
2: we met through Sable Hunter. Sable.
1: Oh, okay. All right, Sable Hunter yes. uh, had her publishing company. And yeah. But she doesn't do it anymore, but she's out there. No. I mean, she does a ton yeah. of books. And is that where we met? Okay. And then because, you know, then, you know, I've noticed over the years a lot of people that I'm friends with are friends with other people, you know, because over the years we all have seen each other out there. So, you know, and then, but the, one of the problems that I find now is that, like for Melissa, I don't see all the things that Melissa does even. I sometimes go in and look. You know mm-hmm. what she's doing, or the same about Lorraine and Jasmine, I see you because at night you're up there, so I am you know when we're you know emailing back and forth, then I can see everything what Jasmine is doing, and we're actually just conversing but we that's really, I, how does everybody feel time? about yes. that how does everybody i mean all right, Jasmina, why don't you take this? Like, it, It's very difficult now to know who's seeing all of our posts. What, how, how do mm-hmm. you feel That's
4: about right. this? Because it's In not case. like it was. No, I mean, social media has definitely changed. But we have so many um, uh, platforms that we're all connected to, whether it be Facebook or um, uh, LinkedIn or, um, or Twitter, or whatever it may be don't know who's watching um, and whether our posts are coming across so I think we've um, got back to um, the old methods where personal interactions, we have to email each other, we have to actually speak to other each other whether it's yeah. through messenger or um, on um, text or on a phone yeah. um, and engage and, and, and so I definitely think the types have changed in that aspect. I'm not sure what the others think, but it is definitely definitely, um, hard to gauge uh, where uh, who's actually getting our information across.
1: Yeah.
4: See, uh, I know, Isabel, how
1: do you feel about that? Because, you know, it is true. Because, Isabel, like, I know that you have been, you know, a lot of times you'll just, you know, you'll tell me what you're doing, but do you see everybody out there like you did?
2: Which one are you talking about? Facebook, you mean?
1: Anything. Anything because it's um, not that easy to to see things of what everybody's yeah, doing these days. That,
2: that's right. And 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 um, I think there's they've also changed a lot of the policies. Like for example, if if we take Facebook for example, it's very difficult to see any of the posts there now. Um, and even the posts of my friends or acquaintances um, within that particular area, I hardly see any. And sometimes I think that you know it's it's really gone quiet. And um, there is now a new social media part. It's called MeWe, and um, I think everybody—well, not really everybody—but there's a lot of people who who have have you know have gone through that um, the social media network at the moment because it's it's very very difficult to to, to look at the posts on Facebook. Yeah.
1: And, and, Melissa,
5: yeah. how do you feel about that now? Because it is different. It is. There is. Tweaks we can do to our Facebook account so that we can see certain people that we want to see. For example, by putting well, yeah, what do you do? Um, certain well, yeah. people in categories underneath the person's name. Uh, let's say I look up you on my Facebook. Uh-huh. Underneath the name, where it says that we're friends, I can make you acquaintances. I can make you friends, or I can make you one of my stars, which means I see you first. Oh. Uh-huh. So I've oh, gone. So where to is and that I've now? Is that's under people. our names. It's under our names. Is it, it's not so in if settings I then. Go to, and no, it's under, like, if I look at your picture, I go to your yep. page. So okay. let's say I'm going to pull up your page on, on my okay. Facebook. If I pull uh-huh. up your page uh-huh. and uh-huh. underneath where it's the, uh, uh, like, the, you know how, like, we have the add a friend or, you know, it says yeah. under there uh-huh. we're friends, yeah. we so. follow. If you pull on the friends, it says close friends, acquaintances, or add wow. to another list. And you can also click on Get Notifications. So if that person posts, you'll get notifications. Now, mm. many of us have 3,000 people, so it's impossible yeah. to see everybody. And a lot of right. people don't post. One of the things I've noticed is that there are less and less people who are in my immediate circle in the last few years who are still writing and who are still posting. Mm. Yeah. Mm. They might mm. still be on Facebook. They just are not as many of us writing anymore. Mm. Now, La- Lorraine no. also, like Lorraine... Uh, you used to be
3: out all the time. I don't see a lot of yours now. Well, you know, yeah. Well, one of the big things is because you know people don't know. I recently moved, you know, from the Caribbean to this back of the states. I've had a horrific moving ex- uh, experience, so I really haven't been on that much. Okay. But uh-huh. I can truly, I can truly say that you know, with Facebook's new algorithm. You know, I'm getting a lot of new followers and I don't see any of their postings, you know, but I will say my, what's changed for me is my Twitter has blown up and, and it's, it's more, I'm getting these messages and people have questions and, um, you know, I always say, well, have you read my books? And, you know, so that's the, the change for me. I seem to be more um, popular now on Twitter. So that's where I'm spending more of my time. It's kind
1: mm-hmm. of shifted. Yeah. Jasmine, yeah.
3: Do you? I, well, I mean, is everybody like Twitter?
1: I mean, I do a lot of tweets sometimes, but I don't really love it, as everybody knows. But I guess I think that is a place, you know, because I think Facebook has lost. But I think, Melissa, that's so interesting that you said that because that makes sense, that you have to have different lists now. Because, right, if you have a lot of friends...
5: Then you can see. Yeah, them it becomes very much a, a so. challenge to yeah. see everything. Yeah. So, like thing my is, um, my my work people that I work with that are at the radio station, they're on this starred list that they I get to see their stuff first, which is wow. great because they help cross promote what I'm saying and doing, yeah. and I help cross promote them. So it's building. Because a I, say, I, like Jasmina, I see, because I see, like
1: Jasmine, I see
4: you're out. Jasmine out all the time. You are posting for yourself. Well, basically, I do use Facebook. Um, as my, I find that a lot of my friends and um my readers and the fellow authors and anyone that I do network uh, network with, um, uh, 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 I guess Facebook for me does and doesn't work. It just depends how I use it. I mean, so the, was it Melissa that was talking about? Um, the way we categorize our friends. I mean you can also introduce groups and with the groups you can actually see who has seen your posts and just gauge w- what's going on and whether um, your message is coming cro- across. But also, I've also dropped off that as well. I'm more on LinkedIn now um, only because um, of everything else that I do and I have actually uh, I'm cross promoting and also networking with a lot of other authors and I've met so many more individuals not for me personally i'm finding that's probably working for me um more rather than facebook um to, to be honest um i do yeah. use facebook it's more for my for my business and um and uh private stuff when i have time but yeah i think it's just different for everybody and what works for everybody
1: yeah yeah i think
4: so you know yeah there could be you know,
1: I, I get that because you know like instagram I mean, I think people really—that's why I do—I do so many banners because I think that people really like to look at banners, you know, and just they, you know, they just rather look at pictures a lot of times, you know, than Well nobody has the time to
4: um, that's right, nobody's got time to sit there and read long posts. Everybody just scroll yeah. through and they look through the I think if, I think what you said, banners and pictures they are much more inclined to get your message across uh, yeah. so yeah, I definitely agree with you there, Marsha
1: yeah,
5: yeah do anybody have any questions to ask each other?
6: oh boy I makes... to know.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is Melissa I'd like to know for people who are using Instagram, since you can't post to Instagram from the computer, what program are they using to do that? I know I think, hmm. see, yeah, see, that's the thing. You know, I think,
1: like, you can go into Instagram on your computer and you can see all your posts, but it doesn't exist. You can't post. Yeah. But then you have to post on, I do it on my phone, or uh, that's usually what I do on my phone.
5: Huh. I go on Instagram. Right. but I know that there I... are programs that you can do that with. What is it? I'm not sure. That's why I was wondering, so. Oh, if there's a well, program. I got... Jack, you, want you, you, really you want me to check
6: really fast? No, no. Yeah. Let me check real fast okay. on the, the app store and see what we get there. All right, I'll, <laughs> I'll get back. It'll take me a second. Okay, okay.
1: All right. Isabel, what do you think about that? You know, because you're out there a lot. You do post a lot, and you have a lot of banners and things. You always change it up a lot.
2: Um. Well, yeah, I used to do that, but not, not, not recently. Um. In terms of um, instead, in terms of posting, what I have started to do now is to post more on my author page instead of my personal page. Um, and also, um, I've also been posting in different um, how do you call that Facebook pages um, for like, for example, for paranormal romance or contemporary romance in order to promote myself. And it's not anymore in my personal page because. I hardly get anybody seeing my personal page, and I don't know why. Um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I don't,
1: don't see it. that either. See, I think like when I started, like nine years ago, doing shows, like we would, I would put something out, and then everybody would be sharing it, and there'd be a exactly. lot of people looking exactly. at it. But it's not yes. like that now. Yes. And no, so, no, difference. You know, right? And even I looked at Blogger. I used to have a lot of people on Blogger, and I do not know what happened. So, I mean, now I I cut some of my blogs, but then tonight I looked, and I'm thinking like, it's not really getting where it used to get, and I don't know why it's not because I think maybe then something to, that has something to do with Google Plus and Google. I think because I then I thought, well, may, who needs this now? Why would I bother putting all this on a blog, you know, and then putting in right. you know all the stuff and then pictures and whatever? So. And it doesn't go anywhere. And I'm thinking, like, are people... Because it looks like people are seeing it, but it doesn't show up that they did anything. On, I don't know, because when you look at the people, there's something that says, you know, how many people were on it, or whatever, you know, in the stats, and then when you look at it, it says, like, nothing. So, I guess, you know, I think that whatever we were all doing before, we probably have to do some changes. You know, but I think, you know, Jasmine, I think what you're saying is right, though, because you're posting for other people, and meeting new people while you do that, you're actually promoting
4: yourself. Well, that's right. It's all about networking. That's exactly right. You've got to be wise and smart in what you do. I mean, for me, I I, I find more my personal page on Facebook works better for me rather than my author page, where it used to work, um, where it, it was it was live, it, it was well, and all of a sudden it's dropped off from the face of the earth. So I just don't bother on it anymore because I'm not getting the interaction I require. I think it's just different for everybody. Um, but to be honest, Facebook for me or um, Instagram, I, I'm not really that active anymore. Okay. I use my website now and I promote that more. Um, and I find that I get a lot of engagement on that. with. Um, pers- once, I'm going to say it again, personal interactive emails and talking to people personally. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think that's a, I think that's a good thing. I had a show a few weeks ago. We were talking about, you know, newsletters and things like that, you know, and um, I think, Melissa, you still, you're still out there doing that. Do you want to talk about that a little? Because you really do a lot of that yourself because I, I
5: see your posts. I, I do see that. I do a lot. I haven't done as many newsletters anymore, but I do still do a lot of blogging. But I think it goes back to what you were saying, Marcia, is that people don't have time. They want yeah. things that are spontaneous yeah. and instant. Yeah. And we yeah. are losing a huge resource with the loss yep. of the USA Today Happily Ever After blog. <laughs>
6: yeah,
5: yeah that's that's going,
1: that's gone now too, right? Right. That's in January yeah. 1st. See, everything, gone there's and, so many people that are leaving. That's why, you know, like even when I have my shows now, you know, and I have different people like all of you, the good thing is, is that, then you have met these people on a show and then you can be friends with them and then it's a whole different group. That's a, good yeah, that's, that's a good
2: what, thing.
1: Yeah, that's what I like to do now because I think the people on the show, today even, they don't know each other. So now they will. And so that's a whole uh, yeah. different group of people and like that's where I meet people also on my shows. you know, And I have repeat guests because it's so much fun that way and this way, you know, people can say what they want and they just have a good time and we don't have to sit there and ask questions about what you did when you were 5 years old, you know. So we're all like, you know,
4: because a lot of
1: people don't like those interviews, you know. And you know, most of us, which right. is why we're here today, it's about love and romance and it's also about writing sexy things and some of us, you know, our our regular friends, they don't even know what we do. No idea, you know, and they, they think Facebook and all the things are very different. And when, you
6: yeah, know, cause I, like a lot I of us. Can I break in here? Sure. Can I break in here just sure, for a second? Sure, of course. This is, this is really fascinating, but I, I have a bigger question here about length of books. Let me give you an experience and, and then get your feedback on this. Okay. I brought out Citadel's 375 pages long my writing partner bob bob uh, Dale excuse me, Bob Ray said, uh, nobody's going to buy it. it's too big. What you need to do is break it into five parts, put it out on ebook and and charge three bucks per section. Wow, this suddenly wow. blows my whole mind because yeah. my head is geared to the Gutenberg Bible kind of thing. Dennis musk uh, Marsha, you remember dennis he he says we're Gutenbergians at heart." We write yeah, the books great. that we wanted to read, and I'm, I'm looking at some of Melissa's yeah. books and some of uh, Cassandra Dane's books, and you know they're a couple hundred pages long. Are you having any trouble with the length of your books uh, attracting readers? Melissa,
5: it's a no. Melissa, mm-hmm. it's a yes and no. I mean, people can take my book, and what they like about that is because it's a shorter novella. They can sit okay. down in one sitting and read it. Right. But
1: when you publish, those are longer, though. You're no. When I, what I can published.
5: do is I can publish my novellas, but I can also put them together with other authors in a box set, and people yeah, then okay. can get the exposure to other authors. Yeah. Okay.
6: Yeah. So you're looking yeah. at and a new way, I, in yeah. fact, to, to pr- promote your, your work not using the standard 300-page model.
5: Right. Because, frankly, I don't want a 300-page book myself because I'm one of those people who I have a short period of time before I go to bed because I'm spending the time Mm -hmm. writing and I'm spending the time doing the other things. Then I want to be able to read and pick up the book and be done
6: and put it down. Okay. Okay.
3: Lorraine, how do you feel about that? You know what? I'm I'm over here. You don't see me, but I'm like my head is, is is nodding up and down. I'm so ADD. Um, I write novellas. I write short stories, and I read short stories because I'm the same thing. You know, I go to bed at night. I want to read a story. I want I want to finish it because I want to start another one. But I write short stories. You know, I really think the longest novel that I wrote was probably. I don't know maybe seventy k words I just I can't go beyond that i just I don't have the attention span whether it's writing or whether it's reading,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah,
3: I write novellas
1: also you know, and um mm-hmm. because i I like novellas I've mentioned this many times before that if any of the books you want to be a movie at all? I think any publish, any producer is not reading four hundred pages. They will
6: right. read exactly. like one hundred and
1: fifty, and you know they'll get. They and there will. is a new yeah. s- now. There is a site that I went on, and I I am doing this. I don't know how it is yet, but it's called Tale Flick and they are looking for books to be movies. Oh. So I think yeah. the concept is good and it, it was $80 to join it, it's similar to what InkTip does, but they're taking it with books, and I always said to InkTip, please do your do a lot with books, because I know when I was an agent that I had people, they were they were getting options for their books for movies and as we all know, <laughs> that books when you go to a movie or see a, something on TV, it's a lot of times it's from a book so I think that I'm I think that it might work for people, so I haven't put the i posted the link a little, but i'm not I have to make sure how it is, but I think it might be good for everybody that's writing because I think it's Because a lot of people's books should be movies, and they I agree. this is and this is specifically for downloading your book and then producers directors come in and look at it. The concept is great. So let's just see how it is, because I do believe that it's a great concept. So I'll see how it what is. It? Give it, us
6: link again, Marcia.
1: It's called Tail Flick. I'll, I'll send the link out, you know. Okay. Um, but you. I think that um, it's got good possibilities. You know, and when you okay. when you fill out the form it's not just to fill out the form okay. of like your book and cover; they ask you about your characters and the they ask you about your main characters, oh. your secondary characters, the description um, like let's and so it's probably when people go in looking for. A story they probably put in the things that the, the producers are looking for or directors. So mm, I right. think it, the concept is good but I will have to see if it works you know um, but I filled it out because I do like to try a lot of things and um, I do think that can work. so in other words, that's why I'm saying that if you do a 400 page book it is very difficult for someone to wanna do a movie on it. But they do it. I mean, years ago they did. But now everything is one, two, three. So and it's interesting to hear what you're all saying because like I listen to books on audio because I I like that a lot. You know, and I but I find myself because I'm doing a lot of you know, listening, but I wanna write. So that's the thing. I mean Jasmine and like you like, I I saw your novel, the cover's beautiful, that I put out there. The one that... The Thank newest. you, Marcia. You're beautiful. So, like, how many pages is that book?
4: So, uh, it's two novellas at the moment. Um, yeah. They were both part of a box um, mm-hmm. anthology, um, but they're actually going solo at the moment. The first one's Chantel, and that's a romantic um, suspense. It's contemporary romance. Um, and I actually think that should like all of us are authors wishful thinking I guess but I do I can see um potential as a movie um in that one because that's going to be a six-part series so yeah, that's 20, that's around 20,000 words it's a short novella yeah. I do also agree that um we shouldn't sit there at, it's not about we shouldn't it's what suits everybody but I personally can't sit there and produce a 300 word novel I would yeah. rather it be um part of a series or a trilogy or whatever but yeah. yeah so that that's coming out next month and I've also got my second one which is journey to my soul also um a romantic suspense um but it's also based on a true story as well and that's a shorter um that's a shorter novel but um it also it's a trilogy
1: See, it's kind of, it's very interesting that everybody has like shorter things isabel you do a lot of you also do stories and you also do you know uh, anthologies. How do you
2: feel yeah, about I, this? Yeah, I, I do um I do novellas and I also do novels and yeah. I just wanted to say um you know when I started my paranormal romance series it was just like about fifty four thousand words and I was also under the impression that you know a lot of readers would want a quick read. But then um this series is now on its eighth book so the longer the series the tendency yeah. like for in, in my case the tendency for me is to make it a bit longer and yeah. I always have that worry at the back of my mind that you know people might not want to read it but so far because um, I have a, a follower a following of readers who like my, my my stories they are willing to read until the very end so um, I think you know, in terms of um, the question as to how long a book has to be, um, I re- I think it really depends on the story and the arc of the story. Because yeah. if you um, if you write and then all of a sudden, you know, you know, in 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 about like let's say eighty thousand words, and there's there's something missing in the middle, and then you go to the end, you you the the, the reader is going to tend to think. What happened there? Where is you know? There's still something missing. So the way I write is that I look at the different angles, and it does tend to um, make the story longer. And um, I I don't have a book that's about 300 pages though. Um, it it's as an e-book, it's about 200 to 248. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the longest uh, book that I have I, that I wrote was the one that's just that recently come out, came out from. From a paranormal uh, romance uh, series, and that was about a hundred or nine about ninety to a hundred thousand words so um but i really I really made sure that I had to cut it there and then in order for me to move to the next book because i I also understand that the the, the attention span of readers can also can also vary yeah. Yeah, see, that's, I mean, it's,
1: yeah, you know, I mean, I think that, you know, so Jack, you know, but in your story, The Citadel, I don't think you could just cut, I don't think that for you that would have worked, though. Uh, well, no, I, tried no, it, it, it Marjorie, I
6: tried it, I tried it, I sat down as Bob was getting on my case, and I broke it into, I think, I don't have the list right here, but I think I broke it into seven parts, like uh, 60 pages, 60 pages, 80, so on and so forth. Uh, but I still have not yet moved on that. But this information I'm getting tonight really sort of uh, points the direction to the future, doesn't it? I mean, there seems to be a maximum attention span in America today. And I I bet you it's right around, you know, a long one is 200 pages. Uh, I I really am appreciating what I'm hearing here.
1: See, because, you know, and I was was looking through uh, the entertainment, that magazine, and they were talking, there was, um, a book that I'm not going to say which, which book it was, but they were saying it's a very interesting, great book, but it was a book that was so different than other people. Everything about it, the way they laid it out, the way they formatted, you know, everything was different, and it still got the approval to be a number, you know, like a, on the bestseller list. And I'm thinking all these years that most of us started writing, we thought we would have to do it a certain way. But as Mm -hmm. in Citadel, you did not do that. And so, you know, you're not far off, Jack, because you did what you wanted to make your book a certain way. And so I think now that people are a lot less, like it used to be, that if you don't have it exactly the right way in that format and the font and this should be right and, you know, the chapter should be a certain amount and there should be so many words in a chapter, those days Mm -hmm. are different now. So I guess that anything goes.
6: Obviously not everything, you know, that's what we run into. Everything,
1: because you don't know what, the, you know, like let's say you get a book, you you do a book, and then you put your book on Amazon, and then you decide, well, I need to get reviews. So you go to like the book reviews at Amazon, a lot of them, and you can pay certain people to do, if you want, 20 reviews. And then they may be four stars, three stars, five stars, but you get them initially. And this is for independent authors because Uh it's hard to get reviews. And it's like you're begging people to get reviews. This way, you know, (laughs) you don't really want to pay for them. But years ago, ago, (laughs) they would say, like, you're not paying for You can't pay for anything. And that is over now because you have to pay sometimes. I mean, the only one that used to get away with it, was um, oh, um, well, there's a few that did that were charging huge amounts of money. Kirkus Reviews right. you know. Kirkus was our, on our, our show. Virginia and I had her on. The people, one of the owners before when they switched over, they it's like five hundred dollars for one review. Right. And then they, they give you a yeah. a break. It's four hundred, you know. And yeah, they say I don't know if it still means it can make or break you. Does anybody know if that's really still true?
3: I've well, heard that. I saw. Oh, yeah. Well, right now, Kirkus is having a holiday special. I don't know if anybody knows. Uh, I, saw I got it it. an email for $300. You know, that's their holiday special.
1: Well, that's pretty good for them, which means is, they're probably is, not doing as good. They're probably nope. not doing as good because they lowered their price a lot because it was 500 yeah.
3: Correct. No. And I don't think a lot of people are paying 500 for no. a
1: review. Right. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, and it, that's see, that's not. the problem. All right, let's
1: say you go on KDP, you put your book, and then you said, okay, fine, I'll do a, I'll do the KDP select. Okay, so you'll put your book free for two days. Then all the numbers look great. Okay, you're like really doing good. You know, the book is 7,000, you know, whatever. And then the next day you're not doing it, and then the book goes right back where it was. So, I, you know, <laughs> it's insane, you know, and we're all trying to write books. And with that in mind, rather than years ago just write the book and not keep worrying about marketing, we're writing to market, which really does give you writer's block in a lot of ways, I think. Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it
0: does. Exactly. You know, along
6: this it's line not- of the, of paying for the review, does everybody know about the? I think it starts out as a San Francisco review of books, and then it goes to the Sacramento, and the, they're I think coming out in Portland and two. They have two categories. You submit your book at the time it's published, and if they like it, then they will review it gratis. You know, as a regular review. If not, they have this whole section called sponsored reviews. And you pay for them there. Okay. See, so I, know, we're I don't, really know
3: sort
6: of, you don't know no, I do not know likely, that. I, you know, I think I had uh, Blood or one of those novels reviewed there. Uh, but then the last time I ran into that whole thing of the sponsored review, and it just sort of, you know, I, I guess I'm too Gutenbergian in a sense. You know, hmm. uh, I don't know how to say that exactly. I like to write. I, mean, I really you... don't.
1: Yeah, but you'd like wait. Right, I don't like this either, and I say this every every show. I go, I don't like marketing. And they go, what do you mean you don't like marketing? You're out there all the time doing it. I, I am. Right. And I'm doing it for yeah. my shows a lot. But, you know, if I never marketed again, I'd be okay, you know not <laughs> be fine, yeah. you know. For my shows yeah. is one thing, but for my books, and you know, I think that's what's happened. Like even with the children's books, which you know, Lorraine, it's so hard. I mean, it is impossible it to is. get people. That's a, in that market is really hard, it you is. know. And so, oh, it's like,
3: terrible.
1: yeah, and it's like all well, these you'd... kids are missing all these books because of Scholastic making the decision that if you yeah. don't if your book isn't on scholastic you're not getting in the schools so and then today uh judy shoki julie shoki who used it was on my show several times and she had a big promotion company she put out today that now small book stores are coming back again so that might be good for all of us
3: that's a good right. thing that's
1: a good thing. now jasmina what about in australia how's that there
4: what what goes on there in the bookstores um, to be honest, just going back to the review part, I've I've never really been fussed on um, my reviews. I mean, it's a bad thing um, saying this as an author because reviews, I guess, mean everything. It's 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 something that can make or break you. But I've been, my experience has been personally um, where my my books, I've personally marketed, and it's been all based on trust and people um, word of mouth, and um, it's launched from there. So that's where I've got my export exposure. But in Australia, it, it's it's becoming harder and harder. I think it's not just in Australia. I think I think it's an international. Um, uh, for authors, it's becoming much harder worldwide, um, especially yeah. um, indie authors or um, and. Uh, Bookstores—they—they they only go for traditional publishing, and it, it, it's hard to—it's very rare that you do see um, uh, independent authors in there. But having said that, the—the the, it's much better to do your own marketing because then you're in control, and you can yeah um, control yeah. what's coming, what 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 you're getting back for that, rather than all of yeah. your hard work going to the big house um, uh, publishers. And and yeah, so. Honestly, I think it's just a, it's it's becoming much more hard for authors everywhere. Yeah.
6: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. that that is a, that is one of the things and I know, you know, that um I mean, my feeling is and Virginia's was always too because, you know, you can brand yourself good, but that doesn't mean you sell a lot of books. You can brand yourself, right. I mean, but being on the radio, those shows that I find for me has been good. It's not that I'm selling books as much, but you do get out there a lot because, you know, um, so far when you, you go after a show right away, it's on Google, you know, and um, the one thing that we all have, which is everybody on here, is out there a lot. So you do have a lot on you, and sometimes when um, I see, I know on other hosts, they have um, uh, authors that may be on the bestseller list, whatever, but their books, are you they don't have hardly any PR on them and there's not much when you're gonna have them on a show you look you go like well who's marketing for them? There's like nothing out there <laughs> I mean you know mm-hmm. and so I think that the people that are independently publishing or with small publishers have to work hard at it but they're out there. So when so when you meet someone and they go home and Google you which is what everybody does these days, you come up all everybody on this show is on a lot of things so i guess that's a good thing it doesn't mean that we're all selling millions of dollars of books because that's the hard part is getting the people to buy the book getting people to like it and share it that works okay but it's buying the book and the fact that if people don't even want to spend 99 cents for your book this is getting old you know exactly that's exactly
6: right
3: for you know, for all the work, you know, a year's worth of work that we put in but then they'll they'll go to Starbucks and spend five or six dollars on a lot. Right. Yeah. It's, it's exactly. crazy. Exactly. Yeah. It really is. Exactly and it is it, that's exactly yeah. right.
1: Is, and it's probably Amazon do it, they don't get it. Yeah, and it's probably Amazon no, that did know. this to all of us. Because and if know. You know, if know. You look at the, big, the Yeah, if you look at the big six publishers, those books are expensive. They don't have they them
5: for 99
6: They are $9 $9. very expensive. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I just bought one for 25 bucks. You know, and, well, and you I go. can't get people, really get involved in a 399 e-book for, for Citadel. So what's going on there? You know.
1: Yeah. So, so I mean, anyway. so I mean, I think it's probably coming from the authors, the independent authors were all, you know, and what Amazon has. This is this is what this has done to all of us. Okay, mm-hmm. because instead of putting a book out that maybe should be like nine ninety nine we're putting it at two ninety nine or one ninety nine and right. so maybe we all should just raise it if they had it more uniform, I think it would be really better for people where <laughs> the kindle books some kindle I books agree. wouldn't be ninety nine cents or some wouldn't be free or and some will be ten dollars you know i mean it's the just, one, and the what's the answer
4: Sorry, I was going to say but what 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 is uniform these days i mean um there is no, i don't <laughs> everything's know pacing so, there, that's what I'm trying to say it, it, everything's so fast paced and uh, yeah. everybody's got their own mindset the way things work it, it, there's no it's not. It's, tradition's gone um we're, we're, yeah there yeah. really is no answer um there right. is no answer right right
1: that is the answer and see that's what I say after all these shows, nine years of shows, I realize there is no answer to any of this, you know, whether you market it or, you know, so you really, the answer is you really have to have fun with your writing as why we all started it, because we love it. And that is the exactly. answer, you know, because we as writers are saying, oh, fine, you can dictate what we write. But then again, like you, Jack, I mean, Jack, you've been doing this forever, so why should you have to change your writing style that is so good and so entertaining and well done. Why would you have to change this to be in the market? Well, I think,
6: yeah, yeah. Bob, Bob Ray has brought this up many times. Uh, once, twice a week, he and I sit down face-to-face across the table and work pages and talk about what's going on. And he, he will read something and he will rewrite it. he say, well, it's not the reader's fault, it's my fault. There's something wrong here. It's not working. And what, what that gets us to is what Baudelaire called the, uh, the tyranny of the reader. <laughs> uh, you know, we, yeah. we, write, we, wanna, we write what we want to write. We want to write what we entertain. Lorraine does. Melissa does, I know. Jasmine, I know. You know, we, wanna, we write what we want to write. But then we've got this reader that we have to really write for. And that sort of skews it. And that makes it really, really difficult because which reader, uh, you know, who is the reader you're writing for?
1: This might be a good question, though. Isabel, who do you write
2: for? First of all, I write the stories I'd like to read because I'm a reader as well. Um, And then uh, I just hope that readers read it. Um, right, okay. I is it, okay that's the no that's that's the that's really that's, that's good come out.
1: That's the way okay. it should be. I mean that's the way it used to be and it's you know, writing a good story. Lorraine, how do who do you write for? Yeah.
2: Oh,
3: yeah. Who do I write for? Believe it or not, I write for myself.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> because Fair. i right. okay. That's good.
3: Paranormal. Yeah. My life yeah. is paranormal, so I write what I want to write. <laughs> I write for myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Melissa, yeah. who
5: do you write for? I write to keep these voices in my head from filling yeah. my head all the time. I yeah. write for me because it's the only thing that silences them.
1: Yeah,
6: yeah. Right? yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Jasmine, that is that's a super answer Happy,
1: right I, there. I, I, no, I, I want to know what every. This is a, it was a, it actually is a good topic.
4: We've never really. Jasmine, who do you write for? um Basically, I write for my own age group. Everything I write, I write that's related to me in some um, syntax or form. I, and what I then do is um, I try and branch that out to people across um, that, I guess, uh, my, uh, within the 10 years of my own age group. But, yeah, it's definitely all for me because, like the other author said, you've got this explosion in your head and if you don't do something with it, you're just going to rub. Yeah, right. So, uh, definitely. Jack?
6: Well, this, this is such a big a big question. Um, I have to answer by saying that I am a, with Melissa. You know, I mean, I write these things because if I don't, I can't sleep at night. They're still talking to me. And yeah. I know my psychiatrist would have a lot to say about that, but I don't <laughs> consult her very often. You know, but see, but right, this is put, exactly what yeah. we're running into, you see, yeah. is you write what you want to write but then we're, we're faced with what the reader wants. And so we modify what we write and it, it, it doesn't come into sync with the story that's in the right, the reader's mind, they yeah. put the book down. It's as though the writer used to be a sort of a leader in, you know, in a direction. If it, it sometimes it was the wrong direction, but we were going places. And I, you know, something as obtuse as Ulysses, you know I mean? He was going in a certain direction and anymore what we've got is that people don't want to read stuff that will teach them anything because they already know it. And I I find that to be a huge problem. <laughs> yeah. One guy read one of my books and he said, Every time I read one of your books I feel stupid because I didn't know that stuff. Well, what am I supposed to do? What are you, you know, do you well, run? Jack, into- I, you know,
1: I have to admit myself, I, I, you know, like when I met you And I'm thinking, like, oh, my God, this guy, he has such description. He's just, I mean, I couldn't, I just kept thinking, like, oh, I mean, who is this person? And I I remember Mm -hmm. saying to Joanne, I said, oh, I need him on my show, you know, because you write that way and you write, you know, you actually write like you know what you're really thinking. And I think when people are reading your books, they have to think because they go, like, well, I don't know a lot of this. Is this the way life is? And I remember this was so long ago that you said you read one of my you read my script it's never too late yeah. and i went like oh right. and then you were talking about it and i went like oh my god he read my script and he understands it and he's actually saying <laughs> i did it in the right form and i'm thinking i don't write that way i just wrote the script the way i know it in my head but you were talking right. about it, yes, the the third act was great, and the second I'm going like, oh, my god, <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I, you know, and I know you taught. So, I mean, I think that when someone's listening to you, Jack, for sure, I know this. It's like they go, oh, Jack knows this and Jack knows that, and everybody you brought on my show, James, you know, all these people. And I'm thinking like, boy, they really write the script and they really yeah. put everything into it. You know, right. and I think oh, that's a
6: big point right there, I think, is, yeah. uh, let me can ask I just the did, question to everybody else.
1: Conscious? Isabel,
6: yeah. yeah, go ahead. I'm wait, sorry. Yeah. Say,
4: wait, somebody wanted to say something. Who? Go ahead. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> Okay, but I'll just sort of back to you, Jack. When I was introduced to your work and your books, I have to admit I was so mind-baffled and impressed by the way you write. I had to know yeah. who you were personally. Um, yeah. you, you intrigued me. I mean, it's not necessarily <laughs> something I agree or disagree with. I was just yeah. more curious about the way your mind works and I have to yeah. say you've definitely opened my mind to much more than I ever envisaged. So I definitely thank you for that.
1: Yeah, I do well, too because well, that's well, what I'm saying. Jack, when people meet yeah. you they go like, Oh my god, Jack Remick said this or that I'm like, Yeah, yeah. Well, You know. Yeah. Well, See you yeah. might not think that, but people that listen to you that have met you and because you actually think out loud and you and your thoughts are straight mm-hmm. through. They're not like fragmented at all because you know mm-hmm. exactly what your thought mm-hmm. is. You know, which is shocking. Mm-hmm. Why you're on my show a lot? I have no idea because I don't mm-hmm. do that. You know, but you are. That's what people think of you, I think, and that's yeah. interesting. You know, mm-hmm. so I yeah. think if you shouldn't change for the market, just do what you're doing. Definitely. I mean,
2: well, you well, are well, who you I mean.
1: are, and like Melissa well, and all I of think you, you think. Lorraine yeah. and Jasmine, all of you do write specifically the way you want to write. Which is should be what 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 everybody's doing
6: now. To learn stuff. Like when I read, uh, uh, what's her name, Um, Chantel, you know, I mean, I, I was learning stuff as I go. I mean, what's the point of reading if you don't learn stuff as a writer? I mean, I can be entertained anyway. But show me something that I don't know about writing or about character. And as a writer, I need to know things. Or I need to find out things that I don't know. Do any of you feel that lost in the world right now that, that readers act like they already know everything, so you're just sort of superfluous?
1: <laughs> Who wants to take that one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's
4: because Rita oh, – go ahead. Whoever wants to take it. I was just going to say, I don't think it's because readers don't know anything. I think it's more because readers are probably have read so much now and um, they're exposed to different genres and different yeah. storylines and it, it's becoming confusing. So, um, But I, I think we can definitely learn, I still learn a lot from authors and different storylines by all means. I mean, like I said with Jack, coming back to Jack, I thought I knew it all until I came across his book and um, was worried by his ways. Yeah.
1: Hmm. hmm.
4: Isabel, how do yeah. you feel about that? I mean, you know, like, you know,
1: I mean, you, you have a lot of stories out there. You've been doing this for a long time. How do you feel about your the way you're writing? Are you really saying what you want to say?
2: Um, it was easier before. Um, yeah. Okay. And, and yeah. you're right. Um, You know, what Jack is saying that, you know, uh, it looks like a lot of readers already know what, you know, what, they already know what you're going to be writing about mm. you, correct me if i'm wrong but then i think it's also it also has a lot to do with the fact that within each genre it's the same almost the same storyline for a lot of books
6: right and oh, i yeah. think that's yeah. where
2: it comes from i i think i think the idea that you know readers already know what you're going to be writing about is right. is because of that fact that it is still the same storyline and then right. you know it it's flooded the market and I I can only I can only talk about my genre, I can only right. talk about the romance genre because I know, in my case for example, um the reason why I decided to write also is because I couldn't find, um, a paranormal romance that had both vampires and werewolves in one in one uh, character, oh. so which yeah. is why yeah. I came out with a vampire werewolf hybrid. So I think. There has even if there is the same storyline, there has to be a twist in that storyline for people to read uh, you in right. your book. Um, it, it can be a thriller, it can be a rom com, it can be contemporary romance, it can be historical fiction. Um, there, there has to be something there that's going to tickle, or you know, or entice the reader to read uh, your story. Now it is quite difficult. Now. I, is I find it more difficult things. now.
6: Yeah. How would great, someone yeah. know that you're doing something different? See, I mean, it, they pick it up, knowing what they're going to read, so then, what you're giving then, them yes, is not, a little bit of a shock. Is that the yeah. idea? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So yeah. What, okay. in order for them to know um, that it's something different, I think, because if you're going to start with e-books, Say, for example, let's give an example for ebooks, books say, um, it is going to be based on your blurb. That's why the blurb okay. is very, very important. So, you know, a, right. there, are, there are so many blurbs and they can be very similar, but there has to be a way of, you know, of writing your blurb to make it catchy. That is right. going to take, you know, it's going to get the reader's attention, to, see, to mm-hmm. say, okay, let me just look at this. And that isn't it. Amazon, because I, I, I published at Amazon, so, at but, you know, there's this, this look inside. So if you have an, an, an interesting blurb, and you have that look inside thing, and then they read it, they, they can't buy it. They can either buy it, they, they, right. you know, they can right. not buy it. But, well, before, you know, you know,
1: I want to say what's interesting today that I read, okay, somebody maybe somebody else got it. Melissa, you may have got this too. Some, there's somebody out there that has now started some kind of site that for $1,000, they'll write uh, your description
2: of your <laughs> oh book. Oh, my God. Put, yes. right. and I, and I, actually,
1: I, I actually did. I sent it to... Uh, Publish. I said it's a Robin and I went like, We must have missed the boat here. I said, What? Because you know, when I used was doing screenplays it is the hardest part. It, it's very hard to write uh a synopsis Idiot. type or, or even two lines Idiot. but the fact is $1000 I went like oh my god and there believe yeah. me there are people that will pay that because you're right it is the most important oh, part and it's a killer this is a killer I'm you know as to what happened see all of these things that are happening now are things that we never thought were going to happen
6: Mhm but that's yeah. exploitation my mother my mother and father or silver miners in Mexico for a number of years. And my mother, somebody asked her, well, don't you want to get into gold mining? And she says, oh, no, you mine the miners. So they sold them diesel fuel and front loaders and stuff like that. They said, what we are gotten into right now is we all want to be successful as writers. And so we're willing to pay a $1,000 to have somebody write a blurb. That's what it's come to. You know, it's so monetary that it's almost pathetic that writers are being enslaved by this notion that you have to promote your thing in a certain way, and for that you have to pay money. My wife is a quilter, and she found out early on that in order to be a successful artist in America, you cannot expect to make money. It's going to cost you money, and we just have to Mm -hmm. accept that as part of our That's
4: very true very true I was about to say the same thing um, it's becoming a very expensive business writing um, it let's be let's let's face it unless you're JK Rowling you, you're not rolling in money when you're an author I mean, it it doesn't even pay the bills but thank goodness we do it for the love of it but it is becoming an exploitation and it's not there because it's our hard work we sit there for hours um, years on end trying to produce something for a reader that's probably going to read it in a week And why should why should we be forced to pay thousands of dollars to um, promote our work and um, do blurbs and so forth? It's just it's not right.
2: Right. (laughs) See, Mm -hmm. you know this is I I I had to go find
1: I had to go find that magazine. It's called The Milkman. Milkman is the name of the book, and it got Mm -hmm. an A minus in entertainment. And it's by and they're talking about how different it is and how they can't believe that her writing is extremely different and. You know everything about the book is something you would not have ever done before, but now it's okay to do it because mm-hmm. this is what mm-hmm. we, it's a fiction book, three hundred and forty-eight yeah. pages, Jack.
6: Yeah, no. wow. So I guess, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: I mean, and that's the thing. So we're there is no set pace. I mean, even or if you look at it, the one um, like the Bridges of Madison, that was a small book, look where that went. So, I mean, and who would have oh, bought that I book? I
3: love that book. My I know that. book.
1: Right. So, I mean, so look at that who book. Who said that? Who
6: said I love the book? That's
1: Lorraine. 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 Oh,
6: that's my oh,
1: favorite okay. book, my favorite movie, yes. Is
6: that, yes, is that the movie, sort of a
1: movie? Yeah. I like the, I love the movie. You know, to mm-hmm. me, I just, I used to watch that movie all the time, and now it's, I, I had it saved, but now it's not. So, I mean, but it's interesting, though, and it was a short book. And you know, so I guess, yeah. And I guess at the end yeah. of the day, you have to really write what you want to write. And I know, like Melissa, what you're saying, and Jack, we you know that you're saying that you have voices in your head, and you do. We all do, you know. And now, okay, I'm going to be on uh, Fran Lewis's show on Monday she's having a show about different characters of a lot of her writers that she's had on. And so she said, come on, just which one of your characters do you want to talk about? I went like, Oh, cause Fran is, Fran is very programmed and she gives you the questions and she wants to know what's going on. I went like, I don't know. Let me think about this. So then I started thinking about it and then I went, all right, let's just do Virginia Templeton because I love their character. It's so much different than me. She is. And so, I guess I'm going to talk about it, but I started to write her, and I, I really was doing okay when I first came out with the book, and then I started apologizing a lot for everything that I did, because I'm thinking like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't have written a sexy book, and so I got caught in my own web. And yep. so now I'm out of my web because I've decided yeah. that, which Jack knows that I did that. I, you know, I was gung-ho doing all of that, and I loved it. But still, all these years later, it's still my favorite character. So, I mean, but I was inhibited by myself, you know, and I think uh, I'm trying to lose that. It's hard. Yeah. You know, as, You know, being a woman in the time when I was writing screenplays, I wrote my name, I used Max Irving. I did not use my name because mm-hmm. I felt like, oh, my God, I'm swearing, and it's me, Marsha. And I'm going, can't be me. I can't do this. You know, well, and you so know, then I changed sh- it. You know, and, and so now, I mean, it's taken me.
6: You never escape your mother either, you
1: know. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, like Ma- Melissa. I Ma- I mean, Ma- go ahead, Elizabeth. Go ahead. <laughs> Who was
4: talking? Whoever was. I'm actually, I'm actually, um, I actually love Virginia Templeton. Templeton, I can't get enough of. She's an amazing (laughs) character.
1: (laughs) Oh my! See, isn't that weird? See, that's it. You know, and so it's like I do love that character, and you know, I think that. So that's we really have to like what we do and not get inhibited by everything around Mm -hmm. us. And by going like, oh, is somebody going to like this or is they going to like that? I think my own writing, when I first started, was almost not that it's better. It just was I was so much freer because I didn't ever think I was going to get published. So I just kept getting rejections. So I just kept writing stuff, you know, and I figured, well, (laughs) whatever. And then you don't care as much. But now then you think, oh. I got good reviews on that, and then now if I come out with a book and I'm going to get bad reviews, but I don't care. That really, I don't even look at some of the reviews, But because I listened to what Jack said a long time ago to me. He said that when you do a review, when, uh, if somebody writes a bad review, you're not going to write the book again, so just don't pay attention to it. So I use that. I talk about that on a lot of my shows because, Jack, remember when you said that?
6: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So so do yeah, you Melissa, care about I, your reviews? Do you care about your no, reviews? I don't. See that's good. All right. like I don't that. really either. Yeah. But I know for a fact I know several people that were writers and they've been you know, they on my show and they were so upset, you know, I don't yeah. know if Isabel was on that show, we talked about this because I think you might but people were very upset about their reviews and they can't write them. And that's right. terrible.
6: Yeah. They
1: yeah. stop
2: writing.
6: Yeah, well, that's, you know, yes, that's, crazy. you know, but then one, guys, thing,
2: one thing that I, I, sorry, one thing that ahead, I realized is that you cannot please everybody, right. you know, when it comes to, you, you can't. Know, the books, you there, can't. Will, there will be people who will like your books or your stories, there will be people who won't like it, and it that's just it, you know, it's 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 just how it is, it, it's, it's human nature.
1: So, now, yeah, does anybody yeah. have any questions that anybody else wants to ask each other? I do. I, I want mean, to
6: ask I... Melissa. I want to ask Melissa something here. <laughs> you, you struck something really, really important in my, in my mind when you said the similarities of the storylines, and I'm, I'm extrapolating here, demand that you give it some kind of a new twist, right? I mean, is that, that a wasn't paraphrase? That was
5: somebody
6: else. Oh, that was somebody else. Was that Lorraine? Right, who said somebody that?
5: else.
6: Who said that? Who's, who's going to take responsibility?
1: I think Isabel have said that. Isabel?
6: Yeah.
1: I'm sorry, Isabel. Because Isabel, you do twists and turns. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah.
6: Know, the question,
1: yeah.
6: You know, the question was, if the storylines are so similar, you're almost required then as a writer, knowing that those storylines are going to imitate one another, to put in some sort of a twist. And you know, it, it, is that? Your modus operandi is that what you do deliberately, or do these things just flow out of the storyline that sort of demands something else? In other words, are you writing? No, it, it it
2: it 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 was one it was one reason why I decided to write was because I couldn't find anything that I I couldn't find uh, like I said you know in terms of my paranormal mm-hmm. romance I couldn't find um, example because. It, the example here is that vampires and werewolves are always enemies and right. and i couldn't find a story wherein a vampire and a werewolf were placed into one character and that okay. was just uh that was that just came out and that's how how uh, my series started so okay. um and that was the twist in my paranormal romance and um, mm-hmm. and i i i thought that it was a twist because I couldn't find anything that was the same.
1: Yeah. Right. So, See, the, it, so I guess, it, it, you know, and, and it,
2: it, yeah,
1: yeah, I know like in Jack and you're writing like in Citadel, it's very different when you look at the book, I mean, and you look at the format, you know, people would look at it and go, how did you decide to do that format? Cause I go crazy every uh-huh. time I look at the book, you know, and I'm thinking I, I can't get it because how you even managed to figure out how you wanted it to be that way.
6: Yeah, yeah. Well, it all. You know, mm-hmm. Are you talking about my book, Citadel? Citadel. Yeah. Okay. Well, Citadel grows I go crazy out of the religion.
1: I'm thinking like everything yeah, I would well, never do because were, you were told, do not do this, you did.
6: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> you know, that's the way I've lived my life. <laughs> that's Talk to my wife. No, but what, what I had what to do that? there was there were three things that that book had to grow out of. One was the relationship of the two women. Two was the relationship of the editor to the novel. And the third was the relationship of the inner novel to the main character, Tricia. So, you know, there, there was sort of a balancing act there. How do you bring all that into sync so that you, you get long arcs and short arcs and you get climaxes and many climaxes and, and things move on? That's why, well, for me, it was a demanding book. That's why it took so long to write. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the only way I can answer your question. Yeah,
1: because yeah, it's just different. So, you know, and Jasmina, I mean, you know, your magazine is a kind of a magazine that isn't around. So do you want to just say, you know, we're going to probably end soon, but do you want to tell everybody a little bit about your magazine because it was so special and the way you did it?
2: Um,
4: Jasmina, oh, absolutely.
2: Um, I mean,
1: Sorry,
4: empowering its all is. I like to call it a contemporary humanitarian magazine. Um, It's basically, it's we're basically just a group of determined individuals who are inspired, empowered to share kindness um, through our positive vibes and support. I guess we encourage, help, and motivate others to support local communities and charities that are out there. Um, So it's a contemporary inspirational humanitarian magazine that celebrates people, business, um, articles of everyday people. Um, So it's definitely different. It's not about celebrities um, or big Mm organisations or advertising products or fashion and so forth. It it, it gets to the real um, things that um, inspire us every day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's you Martha. know, and that's
4: a, it's it's a good comp, It's it's a very it's interesting
1: to know that there is someone like you out there because I think you know being from the United States and you're from Australia. This is anybody that's ever been there. They go like, oh, I love it there. I would I want to go there and live there and you know whatever because right. people are nice to each other. You know, and um, oh yeah, so no, yeah. I mean yeah, that, that's really right. the, what people say. You know, and so I think that by doing something like that, you know, it's it's. About people, but it's in a good way, you know, and it's not, it's, we're, you know, sometimes people become very selfish, you know, on Facebook, you can see where a lot of that is, you know, I don't find it as much as it was before, because people are not really as mean as they were before, but they were, and we all know <laughs> that, you know, and, oh my um, yes, yeah. it's a good thing, Sorry. so I think, you know, Ma- Which Martha? Lorraine knows Lorraine knows what I'm saying because you know, Lorraine gets the fact that people are put in Facebook jail a lot that we know.
2: Because, because uh, they just don't they I just don't know. stop. You
1: know. And Ma- so Martha, I think that
2: mm, go ahead. Marcia? Yes. Hi, hi. Sorry, um I'm I'm sorry. Um I, I really have to cut. cut no, my, I think you should my... go,
1: I know because it's it's like two o'clock there in the morning. All right. Yeah. Thank um, Isabel. It, it just, Isabel, really thank nice you. To talk
2: to everyone. Isabel,
1: thank you for coming on. And Isabel. And, please, and after You're the first of the year, we'll do another bye. show. Okay. And I'm glad you met yes. everybody because it was so interesting. Okay. You right, take goodbye, care. Isabel.
3: Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye Bye-bye. bye. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, it was so, so nice
1: of her huh? to come because it's two o'clock in the morning there.
6: You yeah. know, oh so. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know. I appreciate it. She's such a nice person. She's been on so many shows. But, you know, I think that, you know, the people that we had on today, you know, all of you, you know, you're all doing your own thing. And basically, when you're writing, we all agree on one thing. We like what we do. Right. And it's coming from, you know, this is a good group, actually, who cares about what they're writing because they are writing from what comes from within. Melissa, you've done right. this for years, so
5: you know you know what this about also. How you- and I always try to end up, you know, Jack, when you're talking about quirkiness or, or things, I always try to throw in because I'm a teacher and I've been a teacher for 20 years. And so I have in my story some sort of kid or dog or something that is just unique because that is so important to me. And so, but- yeah, we're all talking about what we write and the reasons why we write it, and they're personal to us. Well, what we're really hoping for is that we're gonna find one person or two yeah. or maybe five that really yeah. love what we've written and maybe exactly. want to play some more.
1: Yeah. Right. I think yep. that's it at the end of the day they're
4: lost. That's exactly right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lorraine, I mean, you're a teacher also, and you know, Lorraine was on a few weeks ago. We were talking about, you know, how important it is with children's books and how they come out of, you know, when they're reading things oh, yeah. like this, you know. And um, I think, are you gonna, I, I, are you gonna stay doing? I, I don't think you are in erotica, right? I, I think you're done. Is that it?
3: I am done with erotica. I am. Yeah. I will for for various reasons. I will not go there again, but my trilogy i'm working on the third book in my women of the willowwood trilogy and it's paranormal romance but since i wrote erotica i find that oh i i have to start toning down my sex scenes they they tend to lead in that direction <laughs> so you know i want it to be a paranormal uh, romance not a paranormal erotica so you know i i find that i do carry that over Somewhat, But yeah. I will never, I don't think I'll ever write um, just a straight erotica. Uh, Becky and I have, I'm going to spill the beans here. We have some future plans to write a children's series called Meet the Creepsters. And it's kind of a spinoff. If you remember the Munsters and the Adams yeah. Family, kind yeah. of about a cookie, creepy family, and we we really tend to go far with that. So I'm I'm looking forward to working on that with her. But that's interesting uh-huh. that you've changed your tune, Jasmine.
1: Jasmine, what what what's
4: next for you? Well, basically, as I said, um, I mean, I've got these two novellas coming out. One's going to be a six part series, and one's the trilogy. So that's all exciting in 2019. Then obviously, I'm relaunching um the magazine EY EYS magazine yes. and at, at, at attaching um. Uh, EYF teams to it, so um, that I mean writing has definitely opened a lot of doors for me and exposed me to a lot, a lot of great people who I have met and are now formed friends with, like yourself, Master, and like Jack. Um, so yeah, I'm not. sure I've, I think I've got enough on my plate as it is, to be honest. So maybe I'm, yeah, right, I'm right, down. and I think
1: that's right, and I think that's true you brought something else
5: out to the world. And now, Melissa, what's next for you? Well, I just had a release of a nonfiction, True Stories of Miracles. And so I just did that. And that was sort of based off of a miracle that happened in my family. And so I include Mm -hmm. that in there because I think that there's a bigger world out there that we're not aware of and that people are really helping us in ways that we didn't see. Um, Mm -hmm. And through my mom, who introduced me to romance, I am going back and have found her romance that she wrote.
1: that was never
5: published. And I'm going to be bringing that out in 2019. Well, you have to come on and talk about that, you know, because I write, you know, my latest book, which is it's never
1: too late for love. There is an angel. That's a dog, you know, and, uh, I, I, you know, I do kind of, I believe that. You know, I think you can't write that if you don't really believe it. You know, um, I feel that there are angels around us, so it seems like this is that'll be a show, Melissa. Where I can have you come on. We'll talk about that because oh, I do good. think. Yeah, well, I know, and Lorraine, you know, you have that feeling too a lot too. I know that. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, yeah. I
3: can sit here and, and tell stories for hours. We we could be here until midnight, but, yeah. We so
1: we'll, So I should have enough. a show like that. We should have a – I will do a show like that. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, right. And, you know,
3: and Absolutely.
1: so, uh, Jack, you've met all these. – you've met a few new people here, Jack.
6: I have. Wonderful. I've always – you know, I've been looking – I've been tracking Melissa for years, you know, and, and have never yeah. had a chance to meet like this, but – Oh, I think yes. this is really fascinating. Yeah, I,
2: this was a
1: lot of fun listening to different so. topics. Yeah, Melissa's always good. Well, you know, everybody on here, you know, I think they would get along with each other. So, you know, I think that's an interesting Absolutely. thing. That
6: only it turns if you like good
1: scotch. Cool. <laughs> if you
6: what? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We'd get along only if you like good scotch.
1: Well I don't I don't drink. can you I don't I don't drink can you imagine me drinking I don't think so this is not going to happen.
6: I don't no, think so. that I, I,
2: yeah. yeah. I
1: think but, I don't you know, one of drink. the
6: things that is coming out here tonight what I'm hearing is that we're writing in different modes and different genres coming at it from different ways and yet there are certain characteristics that stick from from genre to genre and and what we're doing finally I think is trying to discover, you know, what it is that isn't being said, and that may yeah. be the whole angel thing that you've got in. It's never yeah. too late for love, yeah, you know. Maybe. And what is it? Was it Lorraine? Was yeah, Lorraine was talking about. Well, she going does a lot of paranormal
1: too. too. Yeah, Elaine, maybe, yeah. Uh, Lorraine too. Yeah, you know. yeah, you do. Yeah. But, but she see, does it that it in her like life, a, though. But Lorraine, that's part of your life. Yeah.
3: It's, it's, since yeah. I since childhood, yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, see that's it. And Jasmina, see you've met all of us now, right? We have all new friends here. Oh, it's a been bus. a
4: pleasure. It's been absolute pleasure, and I hope to um, extend um, uh, that friendship further.
1: Oh yes, you know. And so I'm so glad everybody was on the show today, and I thank you all. And I'm. It's so great meeting all of you and being with you all these years. So, and thank you for making the nine years because I've known some of you almost that as much. Almost that much time. Of nine years, yep. um, but you nine know, nine yeah, and ministry, I think
4: Master, well done.
1: Thank you, thank you. I do, you know, I do still love it. You know, it's just fun, and it's it's days like this that I'm so happy I do this because I'm. You hear a lot of things that we all feel, but we also know that we're not alone because we know other people feel the same way. So right. exactly. that that keeps us going you know, for yep. so I wanna yep. wish everybody well, happy Hanukkah out there and happy holidays to everybody. And Thank hopefully next much. year you will join me again on my shows because this has been really fun. And everybody go enjoy yourself doing fr- Christmas shopping, Hanukkah shopping. If this is a good time of year, it is fun. Actually, people are yeah. kind of nice to each other, which is good. And that works for me. <laughs> we so should night night go <laughs> say it. shouldn't be any, any other way. That's <laughs> right. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.
6: Good night. Good night. Thank you very much. Good
1: night, everyone. Have a good night.
4: Thank you. Good night. Thank you all. Bye. Good night
1: night. Bye-bye.
6: Night. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered com. It's
3: my little escape.
5: Now Judy's the life of the party.
3: Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
6: Whoa.